You're watching the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates' Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now here's today's lesson. Well, good day. It's a pleasure to be with you again. I thank God for this opportunity, and I don't take it lightly. I'm not uh, one who will come and boast in itself, but I make my boast in the Lord. And I make that boast in the Lord because He alone uh, is our comforter. He alone is our Savior. He alone is our Redeemer. He alone is God. And without Him, we can do nothing. It takes my mind uh, briefly back to the passage where it talks about Israel said, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, so Israel would say. And you know, we are that Israel. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, the enemy would have swallowed us up because he's waiting for any and every opportunity. And he will take it using whomever or whatever. But we have to always have our eyes fixed on the hills from whence come our help. And our help come from the Lord. And I'm Brother Gooden here on behalf of uh, Jail Ministries, J-A-I-L Ministries. Jesus acts in inmates' lives. And I know he does. Uh, though we have not had opportunity to be physically together over this past year and a little bit because of the, uh, the COVID attitude, Still yet, God does not leave us, neither forsake us. Even though we have not been together to embrace one another, I'm kind of like Paul. I, I, I long to be back with you so that we would have an opportunity to uh, physically fellowship. But in the same time, I long to be back with you to hear how strong the gospel is going right there in those areas, in those pods where you are, in those units where you are. So we give God glory for this day that he has made, and we rejoice and we're glad in it. So before we move any further, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now. Mighty are you. We thank you right now that we can call on the name of Jesus, and you hear us, and as you hear us, God, you deliver us. We thank you that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So we thank you for this time together, Father. We ask you to forgive us for the sins that we have committed against you. Have mercy on us. Blot out our transgressions. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquities, O God. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, even now. And as we come forward, God, to share your word uh, this morning, today. Father, I thank you. I pray, God, that you would hide me in the blood right now, in the blood of Jesus, that no part of me, no part of me, comes out from underneath the blood. That every word that I speak, O oh God, it is the words that you have given me or uh, given me at that moment to say, to encourage someone along the way, to empower them to recognize that sin separates us from you and that we got to repent 
and get it right. That as we call on you, God, we know that you hear us and that in it you deliver us. I thank you right now for the men and women, oh God, <clears throat> who are incarcerated right now, separated from their families during this time of the year, a Thanksgiving time of the year, Lord. But every day is a Thanksgiving time with you. I pray, God, that you would have mercy on them. Strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, us or them, you have to make a decision. Us or them. It's all about faith and patience. See, faith and patience, really, they work together, okay? Because you have faith in him, and that gives patience her uh, opportunity to work her perfect work. And so they go hand in hand. I know you've heard of the term, it takes two to tango, right? Well, those two tangoing together on our behalf because of what we are doing in terms of our obedience to the Word of God, that's how we can say how we got over. This is how we can encourage someone left or right, to the left or right of us, and who God really is when we trust Him. And see, it takes something to get something. Literally, it does. Because if you're not going to do anything, nothing's going to happen. That's even in the normal, natural principle of life. But when we aspire to do better, we're going to have opposition. And in that opposition, we have to recognize who the victor is. We have the victory already. We're not working to achieve the victory in Christ Jesus. We have it by virtue of what Jesus Christ did on that old rugged cross over some 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. So we thank him for it. Us or them now. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I want to submit to you early on here that you just can't hang around anybody as men and, women, men and women of God. Because, see, you have to recognize what some of the conduct is that you're hanging with because I tell you what, it can really mess you up. Okay. But what you want to uh, find yourself doing is hanging out amongst those who are going the way that you are going, okay? For example, <clears throat> pardon me, y'all. For example, uh, the, uh, uh, a football game. Here I am. I'm, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. All right, all right, all right. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Okay, but in that, everybody's not a Dallas Cowboy fan. So what you try to do is you try to run into the crowd <laughs> that, uh, you know, is a Dallas Cowboy fan so that, you don't have all this roughneck going on from the first quarter kickoff to the last horn blow of the fourth quarter. You kind of want to be going along in the same direction, okay? So you kind of want to hang out with that, those who go on your way. See, I'm gonna show, uh, look, look, the book of Proverbs, chapter 5. Let's go there real fast. I normally have this marked because time is limited uh, at, time, at these times. However, uh, this morning... Uh, I, I missed it, but uh, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 2, if you would turn there with me, and I want to just read it to you. It says, uh, chapter, one, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Let me slow it down. The word says, My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion 
and that thy lips may keep knowledge. And then we just fall back to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, and uh, uh, verse uh, 5 through 7. It says, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. When we're talking about us or them, we have to remember the words that the Lord is speaking to us right now. Though read from the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, it applies even still, and it will continue to apply as long as we're on this earth. We, not, we have to attend to wisdom. We have to get wisdom, okay? We have to get knowledge. But in all of our getting, we have to get an understanding. Because what's happening right now, we're being bombarded every day through television, radio, social media, just bombarded all the day long with so much information. And sometimes, I remember in the old days or some time ago, we would say we were information overloaded, which meant we didn't know what to do. Even though we had all of this, we didn't even know what to do with it. And what the word here is telling us that in this age of where we're so bombarded with every kind of thought process, that we have to remember that we're living for the king of glory, that our lives need to actually show who we are. You see, a lot of people walk around saying, I know the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know him. Why aren't you showing him? And see, that's the difference when we are dealing with us or them. Because, see, sometimes what you do, it can be just like the wolf uh, in the sheep clothing. Okay, the wolf has come in. He's totally in a sheep outfit. And everybody, oh, he's one of us. Okay, only because of the looks of it. But then the minute the mouth is open, the actions are taking place, we find that, He's really not for us. He's really one of them who has come in, in in the midst of us. Well, let me tell you something. That's how subtle sin is. And we have to make up our minds who we are living for. We have to make up our minds that in the who, we're living for Jesus Christ. I'm just going to make it plain. Okay, because see, sometimes when we're caught up in places that are so confined with others, we tend to allow ourselves to be enticed to do things, to say things that we know is not, uh, does not line up with the term us. Rather, it lines up with the term them. Okay? Let me show you something here. Uh, there's uh, one thing I like about uh, how it's teaching us, how the Word is teaching us today. I love it that it, you know, in order to do something we have to first arise. You know that that's been, I think it's somewhere like 140, 150 times uh, uh, throughout the Word of God where the Word speaks expressly, arise. 
before it gives you anything else to do or to say. It says, arise. And in those 145, 150 times throughout the Bible, that word alone, you know, is found in some 32 of the 66 books of the Bible. Now, I'm not trying to give this, this great statistical thing like that's what, you know, no. What I'm trying to point out to you is there is an important thing about that word arise. Okay, when we arise, then we're actually able to go forward in the name of the Lord. And I mean, live in that thing that so that we when we say, uh, 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 am I a part of us or am I a part of them? It'd be easy to find by us. You see, when you know that you're living a Christ, that you're showing Christ in your daily going in and you're coming out, right? See, people will see that difference. You notice that <clears throat> even in the natural, when there, uh, a person is gifted and talented in an area, all of the crowd can see by, the, by virtue of the fruit that one is uh, actually putting out, okay? And see, uh, I'm looking, I'm almost ahead of myself, but I thank God for slowing me down a little bit. I just get excited, y'all. That's just all it is to it. I get ex so excited, you know, when I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and <clears throat> the life that I live. Amen. Because, see, I'm a bold proclaimer. See, I'm professing, I'm confessing that Jesus is Lord of all, in all, and through all. And in that confession, that becomes my profession, okay? In other words, I don't just keep it in the house. Everywhere I go, uh, the supermarket, walking in the park, at the gas station, I'll, I'll make it be known, sounding the alarm, Jesus is Lord of my life, amen? And that's all he's saying right here. Are you us? or them and we're able to qualify through faith okay in God for he said to his disciples in the book of Mark chapter 11 verse 22 uh, the, uh, the Bible says and Jesus answered and said unto them talking about his disciples have faith in God which presupposes you can have your faith in something else other than God and what he's telling us here <clears throat> excuse me that through faith in God we have the patience, okay, to work through this thing. You see, the faith is what works the patience. So that the patience come in, and the patience, I, I remember uh, uh, the late great uh, Bishop uh, Holcomb, he said that patience will wear the devil out. And I'll tell you what, the only way you know that, he wear, that, that she will wear the devil out is <clears throat> you got to let patience have her perfect work in your life. Okay, see, so as you allow patience to have her perfect work, you find yourself, you know, uh, not hanging with that crowd. Because, see, unless we are following this, we have to ask ourselves, why am I still hanging out with this group of fellas? Why am I still over here lying? Why am I still over here deceiving people? I'm reading the word. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the word. But I'm not living it, okay? You see, I like to look at it in the process of three, well, three pieces. I like to tell you that the more you think it, the more you say it, the more you say it, the more it becomes who you are. And that's a true process. And that part of me, uh, I know this. 
Uh, so I'll share it with you in terms of for just to be aware that, hey, when we say, are you, am I us or am I them? You can qualify yourself. Because, see, when a man examines himself, a man is able to know. Because, see, uh, we can look at each other right face to face. But we have no clue what's in the heart of another. Only God knows the motives and the intents of our hearts. So by virtue of all of this, what I'm saying to you here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying to you that we can declare that I am of us and not of them. Listen, let's turn to Hebrews and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter four, uh, verse one and two. I'm already there. Just uh, as you turn and let me get to, let, here, listen, it say, let us therefore fear, not afraid, but reverence. OK, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. That's verse 1. Now let's check verse 2. I love it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. You got that title? Us or them. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But, here's qualifies it. The word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Listen, you've heard it. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For those that come to him must believe that he is. Okay? See, the Lord is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And see, so what's happening here is in that same faith, we, we, we talk about the farmer who went out to plant. And when, as he went out to plant, you see some of the seed fell, uh, seed fell on four different types of ground. And we want to be the seed that has fallen on the good ground and the good surface. One that brings forth some 30, some 60, some 100 fold return in that thing that is planted. You see, as we go through and we recognize how important it is that we be the light in a dark place. No one has ever wanted to go uh, to jail. I don't believe that from my heart. I'll tell you why I say it, because all of us have ambition. Now, believe me, I want you to understand. I'm not talking you down, but I want you to understand that it is not, has nothing to do with the place you're in, but the race that you are running. See, we got to run the race uh, set before us with patience, okay? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, okay? Now, as we run the race, has absolutely nothing to do with the place. So, my point here is this. We got to be able to live a life that is so visible that we are different, that we are a peculiar people. Because, see, when you are peculiar, in the beginning, I've said it many times before, in the beginning, when you are a peculiar thing, everybody around you are looking at you saying, what's going on? What's up? And after a while, when we're talking about being peculiar for the word of God and the life that we're living, hello, what I'm sharing with you now, it goes like uh, 30 days from now, they're still looking at this peculiar person. But there's a different look now 
because this person is still doing the same thing. In other words, he's still talking the word of God. He's still living the word of God. He's recognizing that uh, the tests, the trials and the temptations that come his way, they come to uh, derail him, if you would. However, he or she has chosen uh, Jesus Christ. And in the choosing of Jesus Christ, he said, you're going to suffer persecution. Let's look at it, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ is our greatest example. And what happened with him? He was lied on. Yeah. He was every kind of which way that one could be talked about in a negative manner. He was beaten. Come on, think about it. Look at Isaiah 53. When you have some time, just look at it. And think about it. Meditate upon what Jesus went through for me, for you to have eternal life. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it takes something to live a life for Christ in such a time as this. And because we're all, we're just so faced with so much, we didn't get very far in here today. I'm going to come back to you soon, and we're going to talk about us or them a little deeper. But the key becomes to examine yourself. See where you are in the gospel. See how you are living day to day. You know, I kind of like to, I heard a preacher once say, you know, he took Psalm 92 and it was a beautiful thing. Psalm 92, 1, it says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness every morning and thy faithfulness every night. And so, in it, he was talking about how it's just, you know, you, you find yourself giving God thanks early in the morning uh, before you get up out the bed, before you eat your breakfast, sometime around noon, sometime in the afternoon time, sometime uh, in the afternoon when you finally get off, sometimes uh, right before you get ready to go to bed. In, other, in essence, what you're doing is you're showing the great, how grateful you really are for the same God who is keeping you as you walk with us and not them because see those who are for us are more than those against us you could take that and understand the the how deep that is it's hard sometimes for you to figure out you know we use the term do more with less but that ain't no, that ain't real okay what's really real is what the word of god is saying those who are for us or more than those against us. In other words, we don't have to give way, okay, because someone don't want to hear what we have to say when we're walking up down that hallway, when we're up in that cell block. Hey, what we want to do is we want to make it real plain because, see, what the Lord does, God protects that which is his because there's always a need for the word of God. There's always a need for you to show the Jesus that you know by the way that you live. So I thank God for the opportunity to be with you, us or them. And as you have opportunity, I, I, I invite you to really take a look at the, the, the uh, Hebrews chapter 4. And then even, at, even if you, if you, after Hebrews chapter 4, just slide back to Hebrews chapter 3 and then Psalm 96. And what it's talking about is, you know, there was a time, and God made it real plain, that the children of Israel were so hard-headed, boy, he, for 40 years, 
for 40 years, y'all, they went around and would not, they were just them, okay? They were walking around with the title, I'm a child, I'm one, uh, I'm one of the children of Israel, but the actions, okay, the thing that really defined them was what they were doing. And that's no different for us right now. For 40 long years, Lord, say, these people grieve me, and I made myself a promise that they would not enter into my rest. And they didn't. We don't want to be the 40 years defying the uh, one true God. We want to be found in that number who are submissive, who are recognizing that the gospel is preached to both, to both us and them. And that the gospel is literally the word of God. I'll bring you some good news. I tell you, man, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, I said man, but ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what. It's nothing like the word. And I know that I've been well, uh, God has been merciful unto me uh, over all these years. And I can submit to you that I ain't always been saved. I ain't always been sanctified. I ain't always been separated for the master's use, okay? But I am now. And the thing about it is you don't have to walk around here and say, And the Lord said, and you need to. No, ain't nobody going to listen to you. That's not being a peculiar person. What that's being is a straight fool. And everybody going to look at you and be like, somebody need to take him to the crazy house. But what God said, through love and kindness have I drawn thee. And that's what we are as men and women of God. We have to make sure that the love and kindness of the Lord Jesus Christ is living in us. And as it lives in us, then we're able to disperse that life of Jesus Christ in and through those who are around us. So I challenge you in the name of Jesus that you would take the word and as you take the word, you will use the word not for your gain because God don't work like that. But see, the word of God comes like this. It is to give. Look, I call it the three G's. OK, it is to give glory to God. It is for the uh, growth of you and the gain of others. So let me put it the glory of God the gain of others and the growth of you. Let me put it like that the way it should be. Why should it be in that order? Because we don't look to glorify ourselves. We look to glorify God. And in our glorifying God, others gain. Those who are around us, up and down those hallways, I mean those who have the rule over you, hey, because of your spirit, they gain. What do they gain? They gain the knowledge of Christ. And then the growth of you. In essence, now I'm growing in the admonition of the Lord because I'm truly not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I bid you well. I thank God for you, for this opportunity to be with you. And I pray that we have uh, yet another opportunity to talk about who God is. And I'm telling you now, we can't do it without being saved, literally. You're not saved, you need to come to that knowledge that I'm really in trouble of eternal death in hell. Listen to me, it ain't no play, okay? We have to make up our mind, either us or them. And as we qualify us or them, we can only do it by examining ourselves 
and coming forward and saying, what must I do to be saved? All right. We'll share God again soon. So I thank God for the opportunity, Lord. We really do. We bless you. And even as we come again soon, because I pray that you've already given me opportunity to come again soon. To qualify us or them in terms of the word of God versus the works of the devil. I pray for these men and women who have uh, heard this word this day. I pray that they would, like me, hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. So, Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.